Recently, Patagonia changed the mission of the company from one that talked about causing no unnecessary harm and building the best product and using business to inspire environmental activism, all of which I could get behind, to something very much more succinct and urgent, which is our mission now is we are in business to save the home planet. That's my guest today, Carla Olson, director of Patagonia Books and president of the IBPA Affiliates, publishers and writers of San Diego, and publishers and writers of Orange County. We'll hear more from Carla on mission-based publishing in just a moment. But first, let me welcome you to Inside Independent Publishing with IBPA. Thanks for streaming in. I'm an independent publisher, and I'm your host, Peter Goodman. Inside Independent Publishing comes to you from IBPA, the Independent Book Publishers Association, IBPA's mission is to lead and serve the independent publishing community through advocacy, education, and tools for success. For more about IBPA and how it can help you be a better publisher and sell more books, whatever kind of publisher you are, go to ibpa-online.org. You can also tweet questions and comments to me at the handles at Peter Goodman or at IBPA. Now, recently, I attended IBPA's annual publishing university in Chicago, where I had a chance to speak with several industry leaders on topics related to independent publishing today. And this is one of those interviews with Carla Olson on the subject of publishing with a mission. Uh, I'm here at the uh, 2019 Publishing University in Chicago, and I'm speaking with Carla Olson. Uh, Carla is director of books at Patagonia. She is also on the board of IBPA, and she is president uh, of two IBPA affiliates, Publishers and Writers of San Diego and Publishers and Writers of Orange County. Thanks very much for coming by, Carla. Thank you. It's an honor. Great. Well, it's good to have you. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you do at Patagonia. Is that a... Uh, that is a book publisher, but it's part of a, it's within a company. Yes, we are the book publishing division of the clothing company, Patagonia. And it's it's an interesting story. In 2006, Yvonne Chouinard published his memoir, Let My People Go Surfing, which has sold probably half a million copies in a couple of editions over the last 10 or 12 years. Um, but I think with the publication of that book, Yvonne and the family at, at um, Patagonia realized the impact of communicating uh, a mission and message to people through long-form long storytelling instead of the short-form 750-word storytelling that they'd been doing for, at that point, probably 30 years in their catalogs. Uh, and so they decided to explore book publishing. And in 2007, before I was with the company, they, they published a book called Yosemite in the 60s, which was a collection of photographs and essays from the big wall climbing era in in Yosemite, which is a very, very ro romantic time in the climbing I mean, There was community. an era when there was a lot of wall climbing in Yosemite? Yes, so they were climbing these big walls. Wow. They were learning to climb these big walls I in Yosemite um, for the first time. And, and actually, it would take 10 days, well, it would take 
couple of weeks to climb some of those walls, which now uh, climber Alex Honnold, who people have been hearing about, um, is doing it in several hours. But at that time, there was a lot of innovation going on. Yvonne Schnard was at the core of creating new hardware that was being used to really advance the sport of climbing. Uh, and so it was a very romantic time. The, the climbers would move into a place in, in Yosemite called Camp 4 and stay for the whole season. Uh, and just there was a whole culture around that. So there was a photographer named Glenn Denny uh, who captured photographs at that time. And then a number of people who uh, can, were involved and stayed involved in the outdoor industry um, as well as the climbing community who wrote essays and we put those together in a book that did very very well uh, and and spoke again to a different kind of engagement with a particular audience to uh, really deepen a relationship in terms of how people how Patagonia was communicating with people so this is sort of a, what you might call mission driven publishing in a way and so when a when a how are projects developed there? Do people pitch you projects because they know, like, oh, Patagonia does this, they might be interested? Or is it more like you're on the lookout for things and you're developing projects in line? It's a combination of both. Um, we have now published 40 books, and we have probably another 15 or 20 in the pipeline. Uh -huh. And it's a combination of books that have been presented to us by um, a lot of the people that present books to us are from the family or their ambassadors that, that, that are supported by Patagonia in some way. Um, and the reality is if you're, if you're climbing for a living, you pretty much need to learn how to write and lean, learn how to photograph because those are our other income streams for you. Um, they support in, your crazy they, hobby. You they mean. support your crazy hobby, I yes. See. And so um, I'm lucky that many of the ambassadors write very well and also take crazy photographs of these places that they are really the only people in the world who can and get to. And presumably you have editors uh, on hand who can work with those climbers who maybe don't write so well, but nevertheless have amazing stories. Have amazing stories. So from that, um, another book that we did early on was a book called Beyond the Mountain, which was a famous climber Steve House's book about why he climbs. Um, and he wanted to talk about what he was getting out of it. Um, and and so he did work with an editor very closely to um, refine his writing, but that book has sold very, very well and is sort of a, um, uh, a, um, a, a favorite in the climbing community that motivates people to get out there and do what they love. Um, all the books that we publish have one goal, which is to, to encourage environmental activism. So the first thing that we do is we evaluate the book on the basis of will it fulfill that goal. And it's if you, if you look at our books quickly, you might not see that thread that runs through them all. But if you start to look at them a little bit more closely, um, you will see that, that there is that, that nature is a main character, that, that it's a story that is going to inspire someone to get outside to protect something that they love, an outdoor place that they love. Um, we did another one of our, one of our best-selling books is a book called Training for the New Alpinism, which is a training guide to crazy 
ass climbing. I mean, it is crazy climbing that these people are doing, and how do you train for that? And at first you might not think, well, how, how does that advance that goal? But the reality is the book came out at a time when um, climbing gyms were exploding, and what we wanted to do was encourage people to take the skills that they were developing in the gym and take them outside. And if they take them outside, they're going to discover that there's a piece of public land that they're climbing on that they will protect. And so the end result is the more you can get them outside and appreciating these places that could be gone if we don't protect them, they're going to get involved in the environmental movement. Well, I know uh, Patagonia has been in the news lately with uh, taking a number of uh, very public stands, I guess, uh, uh, you know, aggressive stance toward what should be done to protect the environment, and sort of putting their money where their where their mouth is in a way that uh, most corporations are very, very reluctant to do. Is that because? Uh, I, and you know, I'm not speaking to you necessarily as a as a corporate spokesperson, but is that because you're you're kind of secure that most of your reader base is kind of already in line with your philosophy? Um, I I think it's because. Um we feel that, or I, I should say, you know, just to remind you, Patagonia is a privately owned company. It's owned by the, the Chenard family. And Yvonne Chenard feels that it is imperative that he speak out frankly um, about what he says are the evils of some of the current policies that are being put in place. Um, that's what he calls it. Right. <laughs> and he, he feels that now is the time that he has to do that. So and the publishing program, though, its, it's mandate is not necessarily to uh, advance a particular political agenda. No, no. But it's a, a certain awareness. Or yeah, a, I, think, a, I think the thing that the, the publishing program can do is provide background to a okay. particular position. So um, here's an example. We have um, a movie coming out this month in, um, in April. Uh, called Artificial, A-R-T-I-F-I-S-H-A-L. And it's about hatcheries and the fact that hatcheries, which, which are a place where um, fish are bred and then released into rivers, hatcheries are a bad thing for the environment, basically, is the stance of that movie. Um, and it's got a lot to do about salmon, which are, are many are raised in hatcheries. Um, and it and it talks about the environmental in, in impact of these fish. Well, we're also publishing in um, September, we're publishing a book called Salmon and the Earth, The History of a Common Fate, which takes the issue which artificial covers in what is happening right now and expands it over the lifetime of man and how man has been trying to manipulate this particular fish since the beginning of time and how it really has never worked. So if you're interested in the issue and you want to know more, then the book will provide that background. Was the book planned, uh, of course, knowing that the movie was on its way? Um, it was. They were sort of. It was, um, we'd like to explore this topic. Uh -huh. And the film division went off in one direction, and I went off I, not in a completely different direction. Oh, I see. It's direction. not like a collection of stills from the, uh, no, from the movie. No, not at all. In fact, yeah, they're very independent. Uh -huh. um, but we did develop sort of, we knew we wanted to, to discuss this issue with the public and make the public more aware of this issue. So, so. Uh, uh, as... Um, you know, as a kind of a, a, a publisher for a corporation that, that has a mission, um, I guess one of your goals is to assure that it doesn't uh, 
destabilize the mission or go contrary to it. But on the other hand, you're not just a propagandist, right? The book has to stand on its own. That's right. And even if someone has never even heard of Patagonia, it's a book that they can read and enjoy just as a, as a book. Right. So uh, a, a big part of the program for Patagonia, for books, is um, outreach. And as I say, the books can go where the clothes can't go. And we might bring someone to awareness of the brand and the, the work that we're doing to save the environment um, through a book. And they might start then looking into all the other things that, I mean, I, I do want to emphasize that this is a mission um, that that covers that is that is considered in everything that we do. So recently, Patagonia, um, well, our our founder Yvonne Schnard changed the mission of the company from one that talked about causing no unnecessary harm and building the best product and using business to inspire environmental activism, all of which I could get behind, to something very much more succinct and urgent, which is our mission now is we are in business to save the home planet. And so every consideration that anyone makes about about um, decisions about how they're developing a product has to do with fulfilling that mission. So the measures of success for a book that we do consider, when a project comes in, we consider carefully what we would determine to be the measures of success. And they're oftentimes not super traditional. Um, just making money on the book is not Necessarily, the number one motivation, which is a true privilege. Well, you're not to work inspired in to publish at a loss either. That's that's right. Yeah. That's right. We have to we we have to justify the right. time and mm -hmm. money and and capital that's spent to put together the book. Um, and but, but but oftentimes we can measure books in interesting ways. For instance, a few years, a couple of years ago, we published a book called Tracking Gobi Grizzlies, which is about 23 grizzly bears that live in the Mongolian desert. Which um, these grizzly bears are actually a, an umbrella species and if they go extinct the whole ecosystem of the Mongolian desert or the Gobi Desert will collapse so they need these 23 bears need to be protected they just 23 there's only 23 of them right now so they're and they support insects and they support the insect support plants and I mean it's this whole ecosystem so the book is about how not only about protecting these bears but about how these bears function as this umbrella species and is making people aware of this um, fragile system that is um, that is endangered at this time. And the the book has raised a tremendous amount of money for the effort to preserve these bears in this desert by raising awareness. So, do you ever have publishing partners like a World Wildlife Federation you know, or something don't. like that? We don't. And if you know Patagonia, we do not collaborate well. Um, or <laughs> I should say, we don't collaborate often. Uh -huh. So, And that I, I've had many, many companies approach us, but it is not something that, it's, it is not, Patagonia really um, thrives and celebrates their independence. And it, it, we so we haven't gotten that direction. Great. Well, that's fascinating. And I'm sure a lot of people would uh, would love to have a kind of a, a corporate uh, banking with a with such a great mission behind it. Uh, but as you know, being here at uh, the uh, pub, you most uh, most publishers don't have that that luxury. luxury They're kind yes, of out on their right. own. And something else you do that I, I mentioned when I introduced you is that you're the um, uh, president of uh, these affiliates, both, both called publishers and writers, which I guess describes what their membership is made up of. Um, 
How are those folks doing? The uh, these are probably small independent publishers or author yeah. publishers. Yeah. Are they finding a lot of opportunities? Do you feel well, that uh, the world is changing in their favor? Yeah. So I've been involved in the affiliate groups for um, Independent Book Publishers Association for many, many years. I lived in Arizona for a long time and was part and on the board of the Arizona Book Publishers Association, which unfortunately is now defunct. But that was a very thriving organization in the 90s and early 2000s. And then when I moved to San Diego in 2004, I became involved in Publishers and Writers of San Diego, which is actually one of the largest affiliates of of uh, the IP, IBPA affiliates around the country and is a gathering place and a sharing and networking and an educational organization for people who are out there on their own trying to publish. So 98% of our members are author publishers, probably maybe not that high. It's it's changing a little bit, but probably 90 to 95% are author publishers. And they are looking for um, networking and collaboration and um, sort of ex common experiences, hints and tips. So we, once a month, have an educational, a networking and educational program, just a couple of hours, um, very straightforward. I bring in a speaker who speaks on some aspect of the business of publishing. We don't, we don't cover the craft of writing. We are an extension of any writing groups. Um, and people come to learn how to market their books, how to how to you know produce their books, how to do audio books. There's a you know how to be a public speaker, how to you know d uh, develop a website that's effective. All kinds of topics, um, and I think they also just equally love the opportunity to come together with others who are going on this path. Um, and share their experiences, um, ask their questions, and um, talk about their challenges, get input and brainstorm. And it's been a very, always been a very valuable group for me to be involved and, in. And they meet once a month? Once a month, yep, the last Saturday of every month. And it's a real meeting with real people have, in, real, yep, yep. in an actual physical space. So we actually, yep, we feel that that's extremely important, right. especially in this community, because so much of this, of what you do as a author, publisher, and independent publisher is isolated. So bringing people together is extremely important. And so. as an IBPA affiliate, uh, what, is it, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, so um, it means, it kind of means different things, but in, and we're sort of trying to pin that down right now, but in my opinion, these, these um, affiliate groups feed into IBPA when they're ready. I sort of feel like I'm launching them to... You're an um, incubator. They're in, it's an incubator, yep. And so, for instance, um, there's probably four or five of our members are at PubU. Um, we always have a good uh, um, representation from... Um, PWSD who come to Publishing University and feel that they've done a book, they've done a book or two, and they're ready to step up and learn about sort of more national distribution or marketing programs or being even more successful at, at what they've done themselves. And I feel like we help them to have the confidence um, and to learn about um, one, one thing that I'm very, very passionate about in running this affiliate is establishing what the professional standards are and helping people to meet those standards so that the books that they put out are the best that they can be. Um, and and uh, because 
you know, they're, they're relearning every time, but there's all kinds of resources that they can learn from. So I try to bring those resources to the table. Are, are you able to hook in uh, much with the retail bookselling community in San Diego and in Orange County? Do you find the, the booksellers there are uh, uh, enthusiastic or at least, uh, you know, willing to meet with... Uh, Author publishers. Yeah, so it's it's changing a little bit. I think that we've seen. Well, actually, I should take it back. I've seen it go up and down and up and down and up and down. But right now, I think there is a movement, especially with the independent bookstores, to um, start to highlight local authors and local issues um, a bit more. Now, I should I didn't mention this to you in the introduction, but I also have an organization which I started several years ago called Read Local, um, and we mostly function right now in San. Diego, but we um, have facilitated uh, local authors in some of the independent bookstores in San Diego to do have, a, like for instance, on um, Shop Local Saturday at Warwick's after Thanksgiving at Warwick's in La Jolla, we had we uh, presented a whole day full of authors who did a couple of hours or an hour or two um, at Warwick's and featured their books so that there was some awareness of these local authors. We also do um, co-op uh, uh, co-op booths at street fairs. So oh, okay. a couple hundred, you know, a, a, a booth can cost 200 to $400, which is a lot for an author, author to pay themselves. Sure. But we co-op out space in the booth for $25 for two hours. And the, the author can come and present their book to a local audience. And um, you never know what's going to happen. So a couple of years ago, a local author signed up for Read Local, and it just so happened that the head librarian from the um, San Diego library system came wandering by. She was looking for the next one book, San Diego, which is one of those books where everyone, they do all kinds of presentations for a month, and everyone in San Diego reads the same book for a month, or everyone in a city, it, most cities have them, um, and her book was featured, and it skyrocketed, and her second book came out, and she was a well-known author, and it's done really well, so right. um, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so, well, a lot of serendipity. Yeah, but I do, I have been talking to more and more local bookstores about having a local author shelf um, and working out those kind of, it's it's generally, I mean, the trick is distribution. It's generally on a consignment basis, but we've right, talked right. about that more. And, so. and maybe perhaps there's a growing sense of uh, a shared uh, resistance against the, the corporate right. monoliths right. that are kind of dominating our life. That, that's uh, right. And I'm sure that uh, both organizations are really helpful to yeah. uh, to authors. There yeah. are uh, discounts also. I, I suppose if you're part of an affiliate, you can buy into some of the IBPA yes, programs, absolutely. and you get deals on membership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, uh, people, uh, I'm a big yeah. supporter of the affiliate program. I think that it and and the affiliate program as a feeder to IBPA. I think that that is an important um, first step for many authors to to. To say to move to say I am I am going to really make something of this and then they're ready to graduate into IPPA. So and I, I, I will say there's a, there's an affiliate in Northern California called BAPA Bay Area Independent Publishers Association, and there are several in other places right. around the country. Uh, I don't know where they all are, but uh, I think they're all listed on the. They're listed on the uh, website. On the I think IBPA they're about website. eighteen yeah. or twenty. Yeah, so quite yeah. a few. So uh, particularly, so check out your. Uh, 
local listings, see if uh, there's an affiliate near you. And certainly if you're in uh, Southern California, you've got the uh, the Orange County and the San Diego uh, publishers and Writers We'd love uh, to affiliates. see you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the websites are publisherswriters.org for San Diego and publisherswritersorangecounty.org for Orange County. So San Diego got there first. I they think. got there first. Yes, yeah, I see. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they get the uh, premium... Uh, website real estate and also be sure to uh, check out Patagonia I guess that that's very easy to find go to Patagonia books yeah, and, yeah. and those books uh, are available uh, at every retail outlet and online and everything. yeah so we yeah. sell about we sell our books in our in the stores um, and we sell the books on our website and we also sell to the book trade so you can find them just about anywhere and they're on Amazon of course Great. well uh, read a Patagonia book and uh, show your love for our environment and help save the earth while you're at it okay thanks a lot for coming by Carla thank you very much Peter thanks again to Carla Olson for speaking with me today now I really like the idea that a mission driven book isn't simply about the message but it's also about the book itself, that the book achieves its goal by adhering to the standards of any good publication. Editorial, design, production quality, they're all essential. And while these don't express the mission overtly, they act in a way as a respectable carrier for it. If the package the message comes in is sloppy, well, what might that say about the message itself? This is all another good reason to work to achieve the highest standards of publishing in your book, whether you have a mission or not. And that brings me to something else that Carla was discussing, local publishing groups that are affiliated with IBPA. Now, currently, there are about 20 of them listed on the IBPA website, and I provide a link to them in the podcast notes. These affiliates, they're throughout the country, in California, Washington, Texas, Michigan, Connecticut. Maybe there's one near you, and if so, consider joining. Aside from finding out that, yes, there are indeed other people as crazy as you, you'll find great support and access to information, vendors, experts, and all sorts of other resources that can help you do your job and make your book better. It's only by sticking together and forming interesting groups that indie publishers can survive and make the sorts of changes we need to make in order to make sure our books get to the readers who want them and then we get treated fairly by distributors and retailers. And that's one of IBPA's goals, fair treatment for its members. But a lot of the real work has to happen at the local level. If you're with an affiliate already, think of how you can interact with the booksellers in your area. Maybe set up a reading program with local authors and offer easy deals, consignment or otherwise, to make sure your books are available. Look for local journalists who might be interested in a story about your group or some of the books and subject areas your authors are working on. Run brown bag lunches at libraries that feature your books. Support book groups with get-to-know-the-author meetings. Make yourself available for public speaking. Host a guide to book publishing events at recreational centers. Run classes at the local adult school. Support other authors in what they're trying to do. And if there's not a publishing group around, why not start one yourself? Contact IBPA or some of the other affiliates for advice and pointers. And understand this, while writing is a solitary act, publishing isn't. In fact, the word publish essentially means to make public. So if you're going to fulfill your own publishing mission, 
whatever that happens to be, you really have to engage with the outside world in a positive, proactive way. And that sounds obvious, but many writers don't like that side of the business. You'll find that many members of your local affiliate probably feel exactly the same way, but they've learned through the support of their community to do what they need to do and not feel uncomfortable doing it. Well, that does it for this edition of Inside Independent Publishing with IBPA. Be sure to check the podcast notes or the IBPA website at ibpa-online.org for details on affiliates and other resources mentioned during the interview. And thanks once again to Carla Olson of Patagonia Books. I'm Peter Goodman, and as my bosses in Japan used to say, let's have publishing fun. <laughs>